Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Thank you for listening to this DuPont Media production, available on all major podcast platforms. This is Rod Peterson On Demand. Has Aaron Rodgers basically come out of this? Because I feel like he has. People get over it. They don't care. They move on. That's why you find him. That's your punishment. He's the face of the NFL. I don't get a parking ticket downtown and I'm not allowed to park anywhere after that. I paid the fine because I parked in the wrong spot. It's over. And Bob's it's, your uncle. It's that cut and dry, right? eh? It's, it's that, that cut, cut and dry? It should be. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Uh, it absolutely is. G'day, uh, Canada and Canadian sports fans around the world. It's the RP Show. Don't mind me. I'm just tweeting. How you doing, Moose? I'm uh, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm good. It's a big day. Kind of hectic. Uh, it's turned out to be very hectic. Don't mind. If you go and see my, follow my Twitter, at Rod Peterson, you'll see what I'm tweeting right now. Yeah. Uh, breaking news today. And it's not uh, good news. I'm going to get to the usual what we do here. But first... I said to Darren, it's going to be big news for our viewers because it's my team. It's my favorite team, God's team, the Regina Pats, making a coaching change today. And this morning, Thursday morning, the Regina Pats announced they are making a coaching change, parting ways with head coach Dave Stroosh, former NHL or current Pats vice president of hockey operations and general manager John Paddock will assume coaching duties moving forward the obligatory. I'd like to thank Dave for his years of service. All those things going on being said between John Paddock and the owner, Sean Semple. And so that's happened. That's big groundbreaking news. Those are two very big names in hockey, particularly John Paddock, of course, because he's the former head coach of the Winnipeg Jets and Ottawa Senators. Uh, TV voice of the Pats right here. I just talked to Dave yesterday, okay? We had a long talk on the concourse. Talked about this uh, season that they had and I so far. And I have not, I was going to look up the standings. Last I looked, the Pats were in a playoff spot with a team that has no business being in a playoff spot, okay? And uh, listen, I've been fighting with people in this town for a couple of years about one Dave Stroosh. I'm a fan. I grew up in the game. I'd like to think I know the GD game. Pats can do whatever they want, okay? Maybe they feel the team should be better. I don't know what they're thinking, they fired Dave Struish. Well, they're ninth in the conference now. <laughs> they entered the week third in the division, and now they've slipped to ninth in the conference at six and ten. So, owner's going to do what owner's going to do, right? That's right. Connor Bedard has a new head coach. Now, he's the next Connor McDavid, they say. Uh, I don't think Scotty Bowman could coach this Pats team to a more than six and ten record. 
But John Paddock goes back behind the bench. And again, I would not spend this much time if it was the Red Deer Rebels. I wouldn't. But it's my favorite hockey team in the world. Always has been. They make a coaching change today. And before we move over and talk about who else is going to be on the program today, your thoughts. Because you wondered to what extent is the Connor Bedard player and family involved in this. And I have some thoughts on that. But you think he might have been consulted in this? I think they're involved. I don't know how much they would have been consulted in the move, but I think there, there may have been, or at least it's done with that in mind. Look at a generational type player that you want in your organization. And Connor Bedard is looking not to necessarily, I'm sure, ha- I mean, he wants to have the best experience in junior hockey, but this is a career for him. Like, he's, he's going to the NHL. You know, I, I don't think there's a question there. And... There's already agents involved, and there's all those things involved, right? And when he commits to coming to the Pats, before he gets drafted, they commit to him. He's committing to the combo of John Paddock and Dave Struish and Brad Herrick and that, you know, Heroff and that group that they have, and Dave being the coach. So when Dave's no longer the coach, you have to think, well, is Connor going to want to play here with somebody new? What's that going to look like? But obviously, everybody's very comfortable with John Paddock. He's done a great job. He's got a great track record. And so when they announced Paddock going to coach this year and next year, well, to me, that lines up perfectly because Bedard will be here this year and next year. They don't get drafted and go to the NHL. So that's it. you got this year and next year with Connor Bedard. So Paddock stays, and then they probably make a more permanent long-term move after that. Yeah, the minu- we're just worried about today. And uh, I see on the comment board here, James in Borden, Manitoba, writes in and says... Uh, Damn Winnipeg sports talk moving to 11 a.m. this morning. Don't they know we watch the RP show at 11? Well, that's their problem. I didn't know. they. Why would they do that? I don't know. But there's a Winnipeg Jets tie-in here with John Paddock. Tell all of Winnipeg that your former coach is going back behind the bench with the Regina Pats. Uh, we can get to more of the comments and stuff. But big news around here with my team, the Regina Pats, Dave Struish fired today. It's too bad. I, I think he's done a good job, but uh, that's sports these days. Okay. Randy Moeller coming up in hour one of the RP show today. Speaking of Red Deer, mm-hmm. longtime NHLer, Red Deer product, and the current color commentator for the Florida Panthers, and he's also their president of the Alumni Association. Randy Moeller will be joining us in hour one. Got to know him when I was down there in Florida. Looking forward to rekindling this uh, friendship. And Jared Dumbo will be with us an hour or two. How about that? Our hockey analyst and 10-year pro right here in the bunker. Can you please hit the quick six show horn, please, Director Jordan? Well, the uh, Pats Hockey News just threw everything out of order here. So, yeah. number one, what I had is why I'm wearing my Blue Jays pullover today is that Blue Jays lefty Robbie Ray won a most improbable AL Cy Young Award on Wednesday night, bouncing back from taking a rare pay cut after a dismal season to capturing pitching's top prize. Robbie Ray became the first Toronto pitcher to earn the honor since the late Roy Halladay in 2003, fourth Blue Jays pitcher all time to win the Cy Young. He got 29 first-place votes. Yankees ace Garrett Cole got the other top vote and finished second, and Chicago Chicago White Sox righty Lance Lynn was third. Ray topped the majors with 248 strikeouts, led the American League with a 2.84 ERA. He uh, turned 30 last month. He's going to be a free agent and just Wednesday turned down an $18.4 million qualifying offer from Toronto. So just on that, it's un- no, we're going to lose him, right? Yeah. He's going to go to the highest bidder. Uh, saw Steve Phillips this morning on SportsCenter talking about it. Where's the Blue Jays? Are we in a rebuild? I think 
you go down to the final day of the regular season. I don't. The rebuild's complete, right? But Robbie Ray is a huge part of whatever this team's going to do moving forward. I guess we'll find out if the Blue Jays have the money to, to bring him back. But he's going to go to the highest bidder. And by the way, he's earned it. So good for him. Now, another major baseball point that everybody's talking about in baseball is that Justin Verlander, uh, Verlander signed a $25 million one-year deal to remain with the Houston Astros after having Tommy John surgery this year. He's uh, 38, as you know. It's a conditional $25 million option for 2023, and he only pitched six innings all of last year. So one year, $25 million for Justin Verlander. What more needs to be said? I know. If a name. guy coming off Tommy John surgery that picked six innings gets $25 million, what's Robbie Ray in line for? I That's know. what I'd like to know. I know. And can the Blue Jays afford it? That's all that matters. Moving on to the NHL. There were only three games Wednesday. Garnet Hathaway scored twice late in the third period, and the Washington Capitals beat the LA Kings 2-0, snapping the Kings' eight-game point streak. Patrick Kane and Alex Debrinkit each had a goal and a helper, and Chicago got its fourth straight win, 4-2 over the Seattle Kraken. Seems like coaching changes are the order of the day in hockey. And I look at the Blackhawks, four in a row under Derek King. So it makes everybody think, oh, Jeremy Colleton didn't know what he was doing. I'll remind you that Jeremy Colleton piloted the Chicago Blackhawks to a play-in round victory over the Edmonton Oilers two years ago. So don't let what ended his time in Chicago stain the career of Jeremy Colleton because I still think he's a good coach. And this might be the obligatory habitual spike after a coaching change that you see in the pros. I don't know if it's going to happen with the Regina Pats or not. And good for the Blackhawks. But it's funny because as you saw probably on our Twitter feed, there was Kraken fans writing us, specifically Reed Johnson out of Seattle, saying, oh, this is why they love Marc-Andre Fleury so much. The flower made, this probably seems like an exaggeration, but at 29 saves or something in the second period or whatever, yeah. he's owned the Kraken last night in the second period. So Extremely dialed in. Right. But that's the Mark Andre Fleury, not the, you know, above three uh, goals against average and the sub 900 goals against average that he's had throughout this, you know, tough start to the season. That was the Mark Andre Fleury we know and love last night. Mm-hmm. So it's good. It's good to see the old flower back. The viewers here in the sweatpants capital are alive with the coaching change news today. And by the way, it is very sad for Dave Struish because I think he's a tremendous coach. And I, I meant to go on this on the rant earlier. I've been like arguing with my hockey people, peeps here in this town about Dave Struess. They're really down on him. I'm not. I know enough about this game. I think he's a tremendous coach. He's not going to be out of work long. But people are writing in here. Chris Clark from the Unofficial Pats podcast says, big news from the Pats. No, that's from Katie Fleury. She says, big news from the Pats. Chris Clark says, can JP turn the Pats around? Isn't that... The $64,000 question. What if he doesn't? And we're going to sit and talk about this all day? Because we can. Adam Brooks is a name that has been floating around NHL people's lips for the last couple of years. He just got claimed by the Vegas Golden Knights yesterday after having been with Montreal for a time, put on waivers by the Leafs at the start of the year. John Paddock took Adam Brooks from a being a plow horse to a 120-point guy. So if John Paddock can somehow find a way to get some offense into this hockey team, because Dave Strusch is, would you agree, a defensive-minded coach, which is fine. 
but I think the two work in concert with each other. I, I don't know how much of a change this is going to make, but again, we're going to find out. Moving on, Nazem Kadri and Mikko Rantanen each had a goal and two assists as Colorado beat Vancouver 4-2. Kale McCarr had a goal and an assist, and Gabriel Landeskog added an empty netter for the Avs, who scored three times on the power play. Darcy Kemper stopped 30 shots. Tucker Pullman had a goal and a helper, and Connor Garland also scored for Vancouver, who's lost five in a row and are now 5-10-2. Thatcher Demko had 26 saves. It's 11-11, by the way, here, Moose. And the opportunity portal is opening for John Paddock. They're talking back there, but they still heard it. I like it. That's a new one. That, that was like... You want to hit that again? A chorus. Like that was the choir. Shine a, line, a light I down on I like it. Yeah. Yeah, buddy. Oh, my gosh. What? We need a spotlight now. Coming through from the heavens. This is the warm-up brought to you by E. Cole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs at E. Cole Electric. It's not every day there's a coaching change, okay? That's why uh, people are really chiming in on this. <laughs> Everybody talking about the Raptors. What did the Raptors do? What did they do? They're playing tonight. I got that written down. Pretty sure that's nobody's featured game, except for my cousin Christina Medicine Hat. The featured game is the Winnipeg Jets at the Edmonton Oilers. Change my mind, as Joe Exotic would say. Thursday night football, New England Patriots go for their fifth consecutive victory at Atlanta. And as I said, the Raps are at Utah. What a world we find ourselves in, by the way, that I was ridiculed and scorned by a writer by the name of Chase, who says, imagine watching a Florida-New York Islanders hockey game over this great soccer game. Sorry for being me and doing what I want to do. <laughs> Scorn me for watching a hockey game. What? Get a lot. Why are you so concerned with, with what I do? But anyways, moving on. I don't have it up. Uh, the uh, Canadian Football League announced its list of player award nominees yesterday. Could take me a minute or two to load it up here on the old rodpeterson.com. And I apologize for not having that ready. This Pat's coaching change threw everything out of order, as I said. Yeah. I was talking to David Struish, the now former coach of the Regina Pats, about Saturday night's game in Moose Jaw, because we're all excited about it. I was telling Strushi how I'm not going to be... Uh, Calling the game because the Warriors, I believe, didn't want us to call it because it would hurt the crowd. Yada, yada, yada. I was walking into the rink the other day talking to this security guard. I said, where's Bob? You know, Bob, the older yes. man, the very nicely tanned, very nice looking usher at the bottom of the stairs. There. Yes. Like, where's Bob? Guy's been here for 35 years. Where's Bob? And the replacement guy's like, well, he's feeling under the weather. And I'm like, he doesn't have COVID, does he? He's old. And he's like, no, 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 just the flu. And then... Dave comes off the bench. He's like, hey, Roddy. It was just a nice family thing down there. You know what I mean? That's what it's all about. That's what you want. And now Dave Struish is the, that was, as it turned out, the last game he would ever coach for the Regina Pats. It was a 6-1 loss to the Lethbridge Hurricanes. Um, it's taking a minute to load, Moose. Well, it's a good time for a marketing lesson. Because I got an email from the Calgary Dinos. Yeah, what's up with them? I know that three former Dinos were up for, are up for awards. 
Peter Nicastro's up for Rookie of the Year, an offensive lineman or in top lineman in Toronto. How about that? Uh, Sean McEwen's the representative out of Calgary for the lineman of the year. And Micah Tights, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, nominated as well. Right on. So <laughs> thank you, Calgary Dinos, for sending out that email yesterday. And I read that. And it's good to see you. Thank wish- you, Dinos, for being with it. Just like me finding out that Don Koharski is the director of officiating for the National Lacrosse League. Yeah. Why? Because a news release adorned my inbox. You got to do it. Here it is. It came up. CFL's top three rushers are up for this year's Most Outstanding Player Award as Montreal's William Stanback, Calgary's Kadeem Carey, and Edmonton's James Wilder Jr. were nominated by their respective teams. Three quarterbacks were nominated, Saskatchewan's Cody Fajardo, Winnipeg's Zach Caleros, and Toronto's McLeod Bethel Thompson getting the nod. The other MVP candidates from each team are BC receiver Lucky Whitehead, friend of the show, Hamilton linebacker Simone Lawrence, not friend of the show, Ottawa receiver returner Devontae Denman, Those are all the players of the nine. And I wish we could do a poll, but we can't do a poll because there's five teams in the CFL West, and Twitter only allows you four options. Yeah. Who do we leave off? Maybe we'll talk about this when we come back next segment because Zach Caleros remains the Rodney Dangerfield of the CFL. Can't get no respect. You would think, what are they now, 11 and 2? Yeah. That he would, this would be the year yeah. that Zach would win MVP of this league. But I don't know. I don't have a vote. So my, let's kick that around. Yeah, my guess is Zach. No. It'll be Zach and Macbeth. How about that? The two representatives. How about that? That'll be my guess. Lots to talk about when we come back. This has been the warm up again. Brought to you by Ecole Electric. Come see our sales staff and in-house specialists for all your electrical needs. On the way, Randy Moeller of the Florida Panthers going to join us from the Sunshine State. And uh, our hockey analyst, Jared Dumba, in the bunker an hour or two. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, live streaming on YouTube daily, and 24-hour sports talk at rodpeterson.com. Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Hey, honey, can you get one of the kids to show me how this Twitter thing works? Honey, I need to get on Instagram. Time for more of the Rod Peterson Show. Okay, welcome back. We're jumping right back into the uh, hot tub here of sports talk, and I'm scrapping for the most part the rest of the quick six and I'm going to jump right into a sports update because people they want to look ahead they don't necessarily want to talk about last night so the Toronto Maple Leafs look to pad their winning streak when they host the New York Rangers tonight the Leafs have won four in a row nine of their last ten elsewhere in a busy night the Calgary Flames visit Buffalo Montreal hosts Pittsburgh and the Edmonton Oilers are home to Winnipeg. A woeful penalty kill was once again the undoing of the Vancouver Canucks. The team gave up three power play goals, including two in the third period, en route to a 4-2 loss at home to the Colorado Avalanche. The Canucks have lost what's five in a row, is it not? That's what the earlier wire copy said that I read. Why oh, have they not, no. Yeah, why have they not fired anybody yet? I have not. Listen, I was doing recovery work last night, my other career, hosting a show. I know that's no excuse. And meetings this morning, I didn't read what Travis Green had to say 
after the game last night in Vancouver. But how long does this go on? And let me just finish this up. The Blue Jays, Vladdy Guerrero, and Marcus Semyon are two of the three finalists for the American League MVP award to be announced tonight. They're up against Angels two-way star Shohei Otani. That's probably the number one thing you want to pay attention to, I would think, tonight, Moose. That's a big one. It's a big we one. We all want to know. I know. Shohei or Vladdy? Yeah. Vladdy or Shohei? Toronto Raptors could be without OG Ananobi tonight in Utah. He banged his hip in practice and is listed as questionable, along with Precious Achua and Chris Boucher. The game is the second of a six-game roadie for the Raps, who've lost two in a row in five of the last six. And the streaking New England Patriots look for their fifth consecutive win when they visit the Atlanta Falcons. With a victory, New England coach Bill Belichick would take sole possession of third place on the all-time regular season career wins list. He's tied at 250 with former Dallas coach Tom Landry, or as we call him in Dallas, Coach Landry. There is a statue of him in front of Mm -hmm. Jerry World, by the way. Been there. Sports update for Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games. Book your group or business Christmas party now. For the tap, Brewhouse and drive through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. And there is breaking news today with God's team, the Regina Pats Hockey Club. Connor Bedard is a new head coach. Dave Struish replaced this morning by John Paddock as the head coach. The Pats' next game is Saturday at Mosaic Place against the Moose Jaw Warriors. And I just feel uh, very bad for Dave Struish. It's tough to get fired, and but I don't think he's going to be out of work long. You want to throw up the CHL top 10 before we go any further, Clark? Because I was, uh, I asked for it. He had this ready to go yesterday. For whatever reason, we didn't get to it. This is for all the deep hockey fans across the land that are watching that love major junior hockey, as do we. The number one team, the Winnipeg guys, I don't expect them to lose that the rest of the way, Darren. They're that good. They could beat the Arizona Coyotes, I think. <laughs> the number two team, the Everett Silvertips, as you see, number three, London Knights. Number four, Kamloops Blazers. Number five, Edmonton Oil Kings. Six, Sherbrooke Phoenix. Number seven, the Charlottetown Islanders. Number eight, the Ottawa 67s. How about that? I got to talk to AJ Jakubik, the voice of the 67s. They came out of nowhere to be eighth in the country. Number nine, the former team of Sidney Crosby, the Ramuski Oceanic. And number 10, the Kingston Frontenac. Four of the top five teams from Thank the you. Western Hockey League. Four of the top five teams are from the dub. And, uh, you know, we could put a little more time into CFL talk today, but I tweeted the deal or no deal CFL betting lines for this week. One like on Twitter this morning. One. I just don't feel like it's pushing the needle in this country right now. In the final week of the regular season getting ready for the playoffs. I just don't feel like it's pushing the needle. I don't hear a lot of buzz about it. The Canadian Football League. As a matter of fact, Steve-O's channel writes in. What is Steve-O's channel on YouTube? I'm not sure, but it's cool. Says Rod. (laughs) I like when they do that. I do too. Rod, who's your favorite NFL player ever? The guy universally known as Troy. Yeah. Aikman, in case you don't know. Troy is my boy. 
And he's ruined me for any other Dallas Cowboys quarterback since. Do we need to go down that road? There's been some good ones, but nobody like Troy. Like he's right. I don't like Tony Romo. I don't like Dak Prescott because I compare them all to Troy. And for you, winning is the thing. Yeah. Right? I get it. We sit there and talk about these things as Cowboys fans. Tony Romo, but he's got the single game passing record. He's got the single season. I don't care. Did he win a playoff game? As, and Troy, by the way, has balls like this big. I, I Like figuratively, I've never seen. But, <laughs> you know, he's, they're talking about Patrick Mahomes, who already has one Super Bowl ring. Like, he's on the path of Troy Aikman to do this, this, and this. Troy tweets, yeah, talk to me when he's got three rings. It's not he can happen. say it. He can say it because he's Troy Aikman. Yeah. And Tom Brady's that times two and a little bit more in terms of championship rings. Troy. Troy made me fall in love with the Dallas Cowboys. That's funny. Cinny girl in Pittsburgh. She says, yes, Troy. He's just so good. When I watched the football life on Troy Aikman, I bawled like a baby. To, to see how it ended there. Because it always ends bad, right? Always. Everywhere. Everywhere for everyone. Everywhere for everyone. And it's like you literally don't get a 21-gun salute on your way out of town. Uh, Nobody does. But it'd be nice to stop getting kicked in the balls after a while. Even Wayne Gretzky in Edmonton. Gone. Tom Brady. Still hard feelings in Edmonton. Tom Brady, New England. Gone. Michael Jordan. Do we need to say more? All of them. Uh from the Shooter Shoot basketball podcast, as passionate Cowboys fan as well. Wasn't alive for Troy, so sadly, Dak is my Troy. Sucks to be you, is all I can say. From Daryl in Toronto, he says, do you guys have a nickname for the Rod Peterson Show community? We do. It's called the Rod Squad. Now you know. The rest of the story. I have... This Pat's coaching change today has just thrown me completely out of order. I don't have the text line up in front of me, Moose. 18 new people signed up in, uh, overnight. Oh, wow. In our community. We've got a great community. That's awesome. And I've signed off on the jingle. 518-3033. Text RP. That's pretty close. <laughs> That's close, yeah. yeah. The, the verbiage... Is going to be 902-518-3033. That's how it's sung in the jingle. Okay. So 3033. 3-0-3. I like that. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, and I, as I open it up on the text line from the 902, Jim Wagner writes in. He says, when you stick around right to the last second of the show, the Rick Regan montage is fantastic. That made my day. Did you hear these guys back here? <laughs> Listen, guys. FG. Right. Play all those. Play. Do what you like. Do. Five of those, Rick Regan. I the, like it. Right. Awesome. Bingo. Oh no. <laughs> Approved. Do you hear them laughing on so, the other side of the wall back here? So that's what they do at the end of the show. They empty the toolbox, right? So they they let the show end. They play all the stuff that goes to television, and for our streaming audience. On the Listen Live, they can hear it. And on YouTube, you can watch it. They hang around. And for the few people that really stick around, they empty that out. Sometimes they do some green screen tricks with a lion and stuff. And they just do it for like a couple of seconds just to see who's paying attention. It's an extra little Easter egg. 
from the Puck and Pigskin podcast in Calgary writes in and says, so rings make you a great quarterback, Rod? Guess Dan Marino sucked then, LOL. Not having that discussion with you, not today, not ever. I was just with Dan Marino last month, or two months ago now, as you saw. Yeah. I remember. Went to the game together. The uh, Dolphins game. You guys went to the game together. That's right. Man, you go to the game with some great people. I was like me and Snoop Dogg at that NBA game in uh, San Antonio. We we were at the NBA game in Houston with 50 Cent, too. (laughs) I must have gone to the bathroom when you were hanging out with him. I missed that. (laughs) I didn't say hanging out. He was courtside. We were, as you said. Yeah, so rings count, bro. It's called winning. And winning used to matter. I don't think it matters as much anymore, as I see. That's what do you got? Going to make a great YouTube clip. Cowboy, 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 cowboy. Rakeman, Aikman, Aikman, Prescott, Rick Regan, and then, oh, yeah, so rings matter. Put a bow on it. You lost me there. I don't know what you're talking about. Well, you finished the story you started six minutes ago. Oh, I see. Clark, I thought we tweeted the, the poll question, no? That was up to me? What'd I tell you? I'm all out of order. Uh, if you could tweet it, it would be great. The, the poll question for uh, Capital Automall Universal Collision Center is, do you favor three-on-three men's hockey at the Olympics? This came down yesterday uh, from the score app, and I had to go in and say, guys, I was just like, every, like everybody in society, I'm just skimming the article, but I think they said they want to go to three-on-three hockey at the Olympics, and they won't even be able to do it in time for... 2026 in Milan. This year, China, forget about it. But maybe 2026. And I'm thinking, you know what? I'm kind of all, f- all for it. What was the curling at the last Olympics? It was two on two. Mixed doubles. Mixed doubles. Why don't they do that anywhere but the Olympics? Because this is like zing, zing, zing. For a squirrel like me, I can watch it. Randy Moeller's watching right now from Florida where the curling's not that big. I don't think Moles. Honestly, they get up, throw the rock, and then they get out of the hack and chase after it and sweep it. Right? It's it's so fast. It's perfect. So three-on-three hockey, similar. And when this came up yesterday, I was thinking, will the NHLPA go for this? Then I thought, it's not the NHLPA. It's an IOC IIHF thing. Frankly, I don't think the NHLPA would have anything to do with it because it's whether it's NHLers or not doesn't matter. It's an Olympic sport. And Clark did a little more digging, and he goes, they're looking at five-on-five hockey and then a separate three-on-three. Totally different event, different medals, everything. Yeah. I'm just, I got so excited, I'd just rather see five-on-five replaced by three-on-three. Can you imagine? I would watch it. Oh, man, it would be so exciting. Be so exciting. I don't know if you, how you would change the game. I don't know if you do full 20 minute periods. You might be a lot of scoring. You could do smaller periods like they did in the, uh, in the All Star game. You know, shorten it up, the game's up. I think it would, it'd be, uh, it'd be so much fun. So much fun. Uh, one more before we break. John Ohm in Winnipeg. Ohm says, Is Tony Romo not the best color analyst for the NFL telecast? Love his take on games. I don't like the broadcaster discussion because it's all subjective and partial. I don't like Tony Romo on the games. And if I was calling the game and Tony Romo was doing color, I'd grab him by the seat of his pants and throw him out the window because he doesn't stop talking during the play. But I'm also open-minded enough to realize that's his style and everybody loves it. But I'm a little more traditional and I like the Joe Buck-Troy Aikman combo. 
That's the traditional way of doing it. I'm not saying I'm right. But for that reason, I don't think Tony Romo is the best color guy. And if I may go back and just say, if you know what every play is coming before they snap the ball, Tony on defense, why didn't you do it when you were the Cowboys quarterback? Good point. Oh, it was the good first, one, Rod. first thing I thought of. Anyways, Randy Moeller joins us next. And can, we chatted in the press box at FLA Live Arena a couple months ago. Now he knows because he's watched enough of what the show's all about. We're going to talk some Panthers hockey, NHL, maybe curling in Florida, whatever, when we come back. Hang on. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus television network across all 10 provinces in Canada and 31 states. Streaming live on YouTube as well and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Did you know you can catch all the best moments from the show on all our social media platforms? Now back to the studio with Rod. Welcome back to the RP Show, everybody. We are live across Canada on Game Plus Television. 12 games tonight in the National Hockey League, including the Florida Panthers, home to the New Jersey Devils. And uh, joining us to talk about that, among other things, is Randy Moeller, longtime Florida Panthers broadcaster, player, 815 games in the big show. Alberta boy. Randy, welcome to the RP Show, sir. I appreciate the time. Hey, Rod. Yeah, great to be on the show. Love it. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. I don't even know where to start with you, man, other than I'm concerned about your COVID protocol. I tuned in the games and you weren't there, found out that you were in COVID protocol. How did that come about and how are you doing? Yeah, I'm, do- I'm doing fine now. It was uh, a little over two weeks ago, and I believe that uh, I caught it before we went on a two-game trip to Detroit and Boston. Uh, we came back, and then I started to develop some symptoms. Got tested right away. Yeah. I got COVID and that. So I had to go through the 10-day quarantine, and uh, that was over two weeks ago that I started the symptoms. So I'm fine now. I was, I was pretty sick. Uh, I had pretty well every symptom and uh, lost 10 pounds and, and that. But I'm just very uh, fortunate, and I'm, I'm so glad that I did not infect anybody else uh, on the team or any of my broadcasts, uh, 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 partners or anybody that was traveling on the road because we do travel with the team. So I'm very grateful that it was just isolated. I have no idea where I got it, but uh, I'm just glad that nobody else uh, contracted it. it. This this virus is very weird. It, it, you just it, when they tell you that they they think they know how it works and and, and that that gets thrown out the window because uh, I'm double vaccinated, take care of myself. Uh, I wear a mask when I'm out in the public, going to grocery stores or, or anything. And I've been very, very careful, yet uh, somehow I, was a, I contracted the virus and that. And I don't wish that on anyone. It's, it, it wasn't a lot of fun for about four or five days. Well, I'm glad you've recovered. And as I said, missed you on the broadcast, although I like the studio portion of what you were doing there. And by the way, Randy, I got to say this, as the hockey guy that you are, I came back because I don't think I told you I do the Pats games on television. So I'm in the media room, and I'm like, guys, I met Randy Moeller down there in Florida. We're talking in the, in the uh, media room, and they said, the same Randy Moeller that played for Team Canada in the Canada Cup? And I said, geez, I don't remember. Were you on those great Mario Mike and teams? What, what was your Team Canada brush, Randy? No, uh, I, I won the uh, World Junior Championship 
uh, for Team Canada with my go. brother. My brother Mike actually scored the game-winning goal, the tournament-winning goal. Uh, that was back in what, 1981, 82. Uh, the the if, for those of you that maybe remember, and I'm sorry if I don't have the date right. Um, back then, the half the tournament was played in Winnipeg, and then the other half was played in Minnesota. And actually, the 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 game that decided the gold medal, uh, we played the the Czech Republic, uh, Czechoslovakia, and we had to play in Rochester, Minnesota. And that's where the tradition started, where if the game was not on TV uh, across Canada. And that's where we started the tradition. When we won, uh, they didn't have, in Rochester, Minnesota, didn't have the Canadian National Anthem. So we all stood on the blue line, the whole Canadian team and the coaches and trainers, and we actually sang O Canada. And that's where that tradition started. Wow. Look what we're learning today. How about that? And also... Two games with the Billings Bighorns in 79-80. And I got to say, quick, who's the most famous alum of the Billings Bighorns? You would know it, but I don't think most of our viewers would. Who would you say? Uh, that is, uh, that would be the defenseman uh, from Saskatchewan. Um, and so I don't want to put you on the, I would, oh say, I would say Andy Moog. He'd be my call. Well, Andy played. Andy, Andy played there for a bit, but I, I'm trying to think. Uh, there's a, a a big defenseman that played uh, uh, first overall pick with the Boston Bruins. Go, Gordy Kluzak. Uh, Gordy Kluzak. <laughs> okay, the pride of Climax, Saskatchewan. Okay, Gordy Kluzak, Andy Moog. Yeah, well, you were only there for two games, too, uh, Moles. What What do you remember about that experience? By the way, I know this interview has gone nowhere the way you expected that it would, but. I hope you're enjoying it, anyways. That's fine. Uh, you know, you know what? I I, I was signed uh, by the Billings Bighorns, and then I end up uh, being traded to the Lethbridge Broncos, and that. But I did play a couple of games. The one thing that I remember playing in Billings they had a beautiful arena there, but ninety percent of the time that arena was being used for livestock shows and rodeos. <laughs> and I remember playing or one game we were playing on a Friday night in Billings, and unfortunately it didn't work out there. There was only 500 people in the stands that held like 10,000. But right across the street on a Friday night was a high school football game, and there was 8,000 people at the high school football game, but we only had 500 for the for a junior, a junior A hockey uh, uh, game. And so uh, you could probably read between the lines there that uh, unfortunately the Billings Bighorns didn't uh, – yeah. Didn't last very long, but yes, Andy Moog played there. Pat Rabbit was another one that uh, that was a, a good goal scorer. He was, uh, I think, he was from Saskatchewan that uh, that played there as well. So, anyways, that was a long time ago. I don't remember what I had for breakfast. So, and you're putting me on the spot, Rod, on talking about the Billings Bighorns back in 1979. I love it. That? I'm glad that I did. Pat Rabbit uh, from Merritt, BC, as it turns out. Uh, who just uh, the town oh, was evacuated. Yeah. Hey, so, Moles, about the Florida Panthers, though. Uh, it was just down there. Yeah. going to be back there. Be, I'll probably see in the booth next week. Big crowd for the Islanders the other night. The game, and it was a spank job, 6-1 for the Panthers. But it seems like everybody's getting turned on to this hockey team down there. Well, it helps when you win at home. And, you know, the Panthers right now are 8-0 at home. Uh, they won again the other night against the New York Islanders, 6-1. Um, eight no. If you go back, Rod, go back to last year. If I'm not mistaken, I think the Panthers have won 18 of their last 19 home games. 
Uh, and that so that that brings excitement. And and with the fans, they're they're really excited about this hockey club. Uh, ever since the general manager Bill Zito has come aboard, he the the moves that he has made and the small ones, the the the, the bigger ones. Um, whether it's picking up guys off of waivers, the drafting, uh, the trades that he's made, the signings, free agent signings, and that you go up and down. And the biggest thing is they've, they've really established a team that has a lot of depth in all positions. And their goaltending is solid with Sergei Bobrovsky and Spencer Knight, who will get the start tonight against the New Jersey Devils, by the way. Um, but the way they play with the pace – and the speed and the talent, the offensive talent, their defense is second in the NHL in points combined as a defense uh, unit. Uh, they're first in assists. So they really attack at, at a five-man uh, 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 a system on the ice. When they get control of that puck, they go, and they're able to put up uh, some pretty good numbers offensively. And that's the reason why, A, the team is right now still top of, top of the National Hockey League in points and winning percentage but also uh, the way that they played at home and, and the perfect record at home. Craig Campbell is watching from the Hockey Hall of Fame in Toronto. He's the museum executive director. He says the Hockey Hall of Fame proudly preserves and displays Mike Moeller's sweater from the 1982 IIHF World Junior. So it's, they're displaying it at the Hockey Hall of Fame. Sounds like you knew that. Yes. Yeah, my brother uh, donated that uh, very, very soon after that uh, World Junior Championships, and I know he's very, very proud to be to be in that uh, in the Hockey Hall of Fame and donate his sweater. Uh, my brother's still back in Red Deer, uh, uh, retired now, and uh, doing very well. But he's still involved in hockey at at, at a uh, minor hockey league uh, level, and uh, I know he's he's very, very proud that that jersey hangs in the in the Hockey Hall of Fame. We got about sixty seconds, Randy. I just want to leave you with this, uh, and for our viewers, when I was down there. I was there for three weeks. Every day it came up, the 96 Panthers, 96 Panthers. I was around hockey people every day. I heard it on the radio, read it in the paper. Like, very vaunted team, but they're ready now for the next one is the sense that I get, right? Just you talk about the hunger for Panthers hockey and to be a winner. Yeah, and and that's what I feel so so happy about is uh, they have a solid team down here now, and – Nobody deserves it more than the fans. We have a very good fan base down here, very passionate fan base, but they want to see this team and this franchise win. And and this is this team this year has a great opportunity. Um, you know, stay away from major injuries and, and inconsistencies, but they've shown through the first 16 games that they're one of the top teams in the NHL, and hopefully they can go far in the playoffs because that's what it all means. You can do all kinds of stuff in the regular season, but – what what uh, what really counts is the damage you could do in the playoffs, and and this team is built to win, and they they've done it the right way, and hopefully uh, they'll have that success once we get into May. No kidding. Well, it's a game day. Devils there tonight. I appreciate the time fitting us in, Randy. I'll be seeing you soon. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Rod, for having me on. We'll see you guys down here. It's eighty degrees and uh, with a uh, little bit of humidity, so we're enjoying it. Can't wait. Thanks, Moles. Randy Moeller joining us from South Florida. Panthers and Devils coming up tonight. We'll be back with Taco Time viewer takeover. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network, YouTube and Facebook Live, and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now.
Send us your opinions now. We won't victimize you unless you really deserve it. Now, back to your host, Rod Peterson. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, It's time for the Taco Time viewer takeover, or as from my hometown, Johnny Ort would say, Taco Time. Do you know anybody who says Taco Time? His nickname is Ski. Uh, Anyways, Canadians love local. Go local! Eat local. Taco Time uses fresh ingredients sourced in Canada. Our beef, chicken, cheddar cheese, sour cream, and Mexi fries all come from the great white north. And viewer takeover. Uh, where Where do we start? So much going on here. We've got a couple minutes left. I... There's a question here from viewer Kevin Olenek on YouTube. He says, hey, Rod and Darren, thoughts on the Manning cast? Moose isn't here. Don't you know? He will be back out in hour two for Great Western Brewing Company. My thoughts on the Manning cast. And before I jump in on that, Earl James answers first. He says, I lived through 20 years of Manning's playing football. Now I got to listen to them, too. But you don't, and Earl James watches every day, so I'm not going to be a jerk about it, but you don't need to watch the Manning cast. That's your choice. There are two broadcasts. There's Monday Night Football on TSN with Steve Levy, Brian Greasy, and Lewis Riddick, or ESPN2 with Peyton and uh, Eli Manning. And like I said earlier this hour, I'm a bit of a traditionalist. I don't like the way Tony Romo does color, but I'm not a big enough jerk to say that it's bad. I just don't care for it. But in the case of the Manning cast, they got to really figure out what they're doing because they didn't have it in week nine, but they did have it in week 10. And listen, I'm very big on habit forming brain pathways. So the one night that I remembered, oh, the Mannings are on. I'm going to put it on ESPN too. Though they weren't on. And then they were on this week. Well, I didn't watch it because I forgot about it. Last minute, last minute of play in hour one. Now, this, as I said earlier, the, the talk about broadcasters, everybody's always loved it. And you know what? It's going to be even more and more of a thing because clearly everybody wants to stay home and watch the games on TV rather than go to the games. So we're going to have more opinions and more games on broadcast, more broadcasters to talk about. I think it's kind of funny. I think Peyton Manning is very funny. I've always thought he's very funny. I think Eli is really nerdy. And I don't think there's any need for Eli to be on there because all he does is sit and laugh, un- laugh uncomfortably to everything Peyton says. But I like when they had Tom Brady on. I like when they have on guests from other sports. I think it's pretty cool, actually. I do. And I'll get Moose's take on that. I could go on more and more and more. Hmm. People have some taco time uh, jokes, too. All coming up an hour or two right here on Game Plus TV. Stay with us. For more Rod Peterson on demand, visit rodpeterson.com. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. 
Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. Probably the easiest thing I've ever done. The medication comes in the mail and it's very easy to use. I've been able to live my normal lifestyle and I've lost 20 pounds already and I've never felt better. It changed my life. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.